Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This week in league, Tavita Pangai Jr. nails his Bill Kickow impersonation and will be missing from the grand final. Justin Pascoe enjoys a private moment of pride as Harry Grant's semi-final performance shows he didn't forget his former mentor's lessons. Bruce Walsh launches a passionate plea for leniency after his arrest, declaring he's far too pretty to go to jail. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for the grand final of the 2021 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 437 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are you doing, fellas? Great. A little bit later than usual. We, we, missed, a, we missed an appointment on the weekend that we usually have. We did. But, uh, well, I was really I early for this one. You really, really early. early. <laughs> you were ready to call last night, in fact. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's amazing. It does really fuck everything. It does. Glenn A, it's not a smart the slight, man. The slight little, the slight little, and this is not, this is not saying you either. I'm, I'm talking for me as well. Just the slight little deviation from the plan that's worked so well across this entire year so far, last six months. And just go like fuck. It throws the whole fucking rhythm of your week out. Mm. I find that I operate. So, my brain operates. It can switch gears quite often and quite quickly. But every so often, she slips into fucking neutral, <laughs> and, it does, and it's not a fucking lot going on in there. And last <laughs> night was one of those days. One of those nights. <laughs> yeah, I find that's that's definitely it's definitely been me this week as well. But uh, I just. There was just so much to the the, the focus on rugby league and stuff was definitely fucking like propping up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the foundation propping up everything in this fucking organization on my, on my side, and uh, and now it's just like gone. The fucking wheels have come off. Um, <clears throat> now news this week is uh, let's start off. We had the Deli M. We had, we had part two of the Deli M's, and uh, this was the part, obviously, where they announced their team of the year, and they also um, did the final countdown for the players. They had the top five, and uh, you know, to come to the ultimate winner, Tommy Turbo. No surprises there. Maybe a little bit of surprise about how easily he won, because you know they were kind of talking it up as you know potentially Turbo versus Walker. Who's it going to be? Kind of thing. Um, and Walker didn't, he didn't even come close to, you know, I mean, the closest was Cleary who also didn't come close and, um, that top five situation where they had, uh, you know, the anointed five who they were, you know, their, their, their finalists, ultimately they did finish as the final five, but there was a time there where Teddy dropped out of the, he dropped down to about seventh and then there mm. was some other guys like Tuvasashek and yeah. I can't remember who else it was, yeah. but you know, who were kind of ahead in that five ahead of him. And then uh, ultimately it all worked out. Obviously they knew what the count was obviously by the end and they, and they knew that those five would be the five, but uh, it was kind of weird when they sort of start bringing names like Teddy drops down to 
past two gray names and then the next match he comes back over those gray names and it's just a bit weird how they uh how they divvied it up but um it was a much quicker night and um yeah, still, still kind of boring, but not nearly as boring as as has has been when they've added all those other bits and pieces in there, and you know when they've had it across one night instead of two. Um, so it's Tommy, that's a, that's the most. I think it's the tied, tied with the highest score, Dalian winning score, ever, which is and, uh, fucking believe, ridiculous given he played fifteen games. Ridiculous! He played fifteen games, and the only reason it was tied ultimately, JT was the was the one he's tied with, and JT accumulated points during State of Origin in the year where he won it, and they don't accumulate points from Origin anymore. And with Turbo winning the um, the Wally Lewis Medal or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, for Origin, he would have accumulated points galore yeah. in that's in that series as well, yeah. which would have you know further, and they and they. Uh, killed it off in the second last round as well. Yeah, not to mention had... Cleary's Cleary's points total as well to finish second when he yeah. also played a similar amount of games. Well, he had and... twenty. He had twenty seven points by the end, and I think Turbo had thirty two, and then he got thirty five because round twenty five he grabbed another three. So for, for Cleary to 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 finish on twenty seven is a great. That's that's a Dalian winning effort in other mm. years, especially in years a team, gone by, especially in a team with other good players in it. Yeah, well, I mean, this who is the thing. Potentially like, earn three points, and that's what I'm saying. So well, for for, well, Tom, this for Tommy, Tommy, to, Tommy, Tommy got the massive score, and he had another player in his team in the top five, which is nuts. Yeah, but for Tommy to to get that, he didn't have to be better than all the other players in the NRL, and this is the fucked thing with the Dally M. He doesn't have to be better than all the other players in the NRL. He has to be better than every other player on his team. Well, every other player on, on the, the field, field at the time. Yeah. If he's going to get three points. Yeah. That's it. But there's, there's no one that's going to challenge him for that, even on their best day. Like with, with how he was performing, who in his team was coming close to him? Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Like it did actually but highlight clear, some clear of the ridiculous. Could, could have easily been overshadowed by second roller of the year, Viliami Kikau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not kick out. I mean, that was that was probably the worst decision that, of the entire fucking. That was a fucking event. Luke Brooks level decision. That's... That was a Luke Brooks halfback of the year decision. <laughs> but he'll probably was dying like... out on that for a little while if Luke Brooks's effort is anything to go by. Yep. Good on. Yeah. You. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know. If Brooks is dining out on much. I mean, motherfucker's yeah, still he's... playing first grade, bitch. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, this. There's a lot of oxygen thieves playing first grade <laughs> at the moment, but uh, yeah, tremendous, tremendous uh, effort by uh, Tommy, and also yeah, the, I don't think I mean apart from that kick out one you mentioned, I don't think there's too many things that are really super arguable. Yeah, in there, yeah. I've got no problem with cheese being the hooker, for example. I've got no problem with the the props they chose, uh, with just Payne Haas and um and fish. Uh, it's all it's really apart from the kick out thing is probably it was probably reasonably good. Yeah. I think across the across the board, kick, the but, kick um, out one was just that they have to do that just to remind you that it's not an actual award; it's the media. Yeah, yeah. Like every now and again, they've just got to throw that in there. They go, "Oh yeah, no, we actually don't understand what we're talking about here. <laughs> um, yep. We understand clicks and hype." Mm-hmm. So, in which case, yep. Caelan Ponga could feel very hardly done by. Uh, 
he should have received a lot a lot more points. I mean, you know, I guess it was just that he couldn't overcome the the fact that he had some games off. Wasn't he wasn't he the recipient of the Ruan Sims fuck up? Like where she didn't watch the game and just gave him three points. Wasn't that a Newcastle game? I honestly don't remember. Uh, I think I think you're I definitely believe it was a Newcastle game. Yeah. Right. Um I just would like to give a massive fucking shout out to the actual person that won the Dally M's. Uh, and that was Brian Toto, who is now the darling of the internet. Did you see this fucking soft-hearted sweetheart? Straightened out the train on his missus. Every time they were stopped on the red carpet. <laughs> and she she was wearing a dress with some amazing cultural inspiration um, in its design. But for it to really have it, its full effect, he was on haunches every time they stopped. Making mm. shit perfect. What a fucking man. He is what a fucking, powerful man. He is a great man. And, great and, man. and I, do, I do take your point about, you know, about him certainly making a name for himself, but I think that you're forgetting, of course, <laughs> someone who didn't really make a splash in the overall leaderboard of the Dally M Awards this year. Didn't even win his position. I mean, he was a bench player by and large, but I mean, he certainly he certainly came out, you know, made a name for himself in the you know due to his points that he did accumulate in round twenty four of the season this year. And I'm of course talking to Manly Interchange prop Oshay Ole, <laughs> the fucking Peter Valandis. <laughs> if that cunt wasn't a fuck, if, if he wasn't a bigger meme than ever this year, <laughs> the fuck he was thinking. He just, uh, you know, the old saying about you know. You know, uh, you know, people thinking you're a fool, you know, and you're opening your mouth and prove, you know, proving, proving you are. Right. And uh, fucking hell, PVL, mate, mate, you don't, you don't make it easy for yourself. I mean, you've got a lot of detractors, not just in rugby league, but just in uh, in sports industry in general. I mean, obviously, the enemies made over on the racing side of things as well, mate. <laughs> what the fuck? What are you thinking? Um, Josh Alloy is not a. It's not a fucking. It's not a difficult name. It's not one of the difficult ones <laughs> no. to get out, mate. He's obviously just psyched. He's seen. He's seen all those. He's seen all those vows next to each other in a row, and he's just like, oh shit. <laughs> and he's just totally. He's just totally head fucked himself going this, in. But uh, this is not a great coming. name. <laughs> <I'm> fucked <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I tell you what. Com- coming out of the Dally M's, I I would have loved for the team of the year to get a bit more respect. Well, I mean, they were kind of all up on the stage for the when the final thing was presented. No, no, I'm not saying during the ceremony itself. Okay, I'm saying for it to be more of an honour, right? To to make that that site, and I, I know that we talk about it now. It's got Bill Kickow in it. It's not that much but, of an honour. Well, you know, there there are a bunch of things that Bill Kickow's been in that I would suggest are more of an honour than you've ever had the pleasure of. <laughs> <laughs> Namely, <laughs> final series, plural. I'm not sure that's where Jay was going, but... Well, oh, we know where he was going. <laughs> and there. No, where we're going. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, again, I, I do like the way, and this is you know, another US sport comparison, but... But the, in the NBA, you, you can make the all-star team, and, and that's fair enough. That That's an, an honour, obviously. But at the end of the year, to make... Can you imagine if we had, like, an all-NRL all first team, second team, third team? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Just to, to really give <clears throat> your players who 
who have been outstanding. And there's there's a little bit of a little f- extra recognition, yeah, and a little, a little bit of fuckery that you could potentially do with positions. You yeah, know, not not to the extent you probably can in Origin, where you've got like you know five fullbacks in the back line. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'd I'd like to see that, but then again, I'd I'd also like to see the actual awards themselves have more involvement from players and coaches. Yeah. And the only argument I've heard against that is, oh, they'd, they'd just stack it with votes for their own team. Like Ricky just Stewart. Make it they Ricky can't, Stewart just make it so they can't that. vote for their own team. Just no. don't, that, that, that's your criteria. You can't vote for your own team. Yeah, I, I don't think you should, you should do that. But, you know, I, honestly, looking around the coaches, I reckon Ricky Stewart's the only one that just votes for a Canberra player in every position. Yeah. Every, everyone else would do it properly, but... Uh, yeah. No, congrats to all the winners. Right, so other news this week. Well, it was, <laughs> it was uh, the weekend on the weekend with uh, Mad Mondays taking place and uh, multiple editions of, of players behaving badly. And the first one was a surprise with Reese Walsh uh, being arrested over the weekend and uh, essentially being told to move on by the cops they realised uh, three quarters of an hour later that he hadn't, in fact, moved on where they had previously directed him to do so, which then escalated things to the point where he was searched and found to have a little, found to have a bag on him. And I mean, look, you know, there's a certain set of rules that we, you know, that you live by if you want to do the baggies, and uh, <laughs> that's rule number one. Well, you know, Reece. and I've been uh, in this game for years, mate. It's made me an animal. There's rules mm-hmm. to this shit. Exactly. So I wrote me a manual. Exactly. A step-by-step booklet. <laughs> and the number one rule is, if you have drugs in your pocket, obey instructions from police when given, thank them for their time, and leave. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's probably rule number two, because rule number one is you don't go out with drugs in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. That's, you, the that's... drugs do not go on your person. <laughs> That's yeah. what hotel saves are fucking made for. You know, smart. Yeah. Can't be done for possession if you don't possess. Oh, it, it, it seems complicated, but it's really not, right? Um, and and, and Reese Walsh was very contrite and, and, uh, and winning lots of friends with his contrition, but I just wonder you know, what's a, what the actual penalty will be. But before we start getting into the penalty phase of the whole of this whole proceedings, well, the one that wasn't surprising... It's come out today. Have you got... The, the the proposed penalties there. I do not. The me. proposed penalty is $5,000. Is this for all of them, though? No, it's not. 5000 Reese Walsh, $5,000. Right. Okay, and so do you know what the proposed penalty uh, is for Cameron yeah. Monster? And, the proposed uh, penalty for Munster is 40 k And uh, Lewis? So 40 k for Munster and Cheese and 5 k for Lewis. Why, for, why 40 k for those two? Don't know. Because they were on Instagram last year drinking piss. <clears throat> No, Being, the, they they had a great party last year, but they they were at least in terms of their Insta stories, all legal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether it was because you know Reese Walsh got in front of it and acted properly. Who knows if the NRL was involved in that statement he gave and that went some way to reducing the fine. I don't know. Um, but the ban, from what I read, would be the same for all of them, which will be up to four games at the beginning of next year. Mm. Right. Are we are we on to the Munster? Cheese one yet? We we talking about that? Well, look, I there's just so much to unpack in these ones. Obviously, there was a video there with uh with Brandon Smith, uh, Cameron Monster, and and Chris Lewis in a hotel room, 
you know, white powder, etc., etc. And the first, the first thing I always have to ask when you see this situation is, who's fucking racking up lines? Can I, can I give someone it a, is filming the same the same spin, but from my wife, who is much like your wife. Mate, Loves said, the nose beers. Loves <laughs> it. Break me off a fat hoochie. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like puff puff give it motherfucker. Would explain a lot. It would explain a lot. But they call these nostrils Dyson. <laughs> Mate, that woman can flare her nostrils like nothing you've ever seen, and the amount of fucking cocaine that could get up there is uh you know you'd I tell you, fucking kill a horse. Um, send me bankrupt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My point is that she was the first one to go the old, oh, fucking footy players. The first reaction she had was, who the hell is the piece of shit that has taken that video that has somehow got out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it was a video that got out. It wasn't like on Instagram Live or anything no. like that where they just fucked up. Like it's so, it's a video that they you know that wasn't you know to their knowledge. I don't think. And um. And they would still, know who it was, of course. You know, like just what the fuck are you hoping to you, achieve? I was chatting with a couple of people in one of my former places of work about this one, and in that place. It was, you know, in finance and specifically to do with corporate financing where the the money would be accessible by the staff of a business. Yep. And, of course, that led to occasions of fraud. Mm -hmm. And, of of course, no one ever hires anybody. Like, you know, Glenn, I'm sure you've never put anybody except maybe that drugo receptionist, but you've never hired anybody and gone, geez, I, I bet they're going to fuck me over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's generally the people that you would expect the least of it, you know? It's it's never junky Bob or... Yeah, fucking, like the four-foot-tall receptionist that fucking looks like butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but see, four-foot-tall receptionists can definitely be meth fiends. However, the, the thing that always gets them, and this was in the vast majority of cases I saw... The person didn't steal from the company because they were a klepto. They didn't steal from it because they were a druggo. Mm. Because they was, could. No, there was someone in their family that got into trouble, you know? Yeah. Their kid their kid was a gambler and owed someone money. Right. Um, their, their daughter got into drugs and owed someone money. Pure that desperation. Was, that was generally the catalyst for it. You don't know what fucking private demon someone's got going on and is the 20 grand or however much they get from a news outlet for this, does that solve the biggest problem in their life right now, which at that point means more to them than your friendship? Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, and it was obviously a shit act. wrong, but yeah. Well, yeah. You know, cool. But, but to, again, right and wrong was relative in some cases and I'm not trying to condone the actions but I'm saying I've seen how this occurs and it doesn't at all surprise me that this one came from a media outlet that I assume paid for the video Mm. and paid handsomely for the video 
Yeah. So there are two yeah. culpable parties. There's the shit cunt who recorded it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the media outlet that went, oh, yeah, we'll fucking buy that. But I will say, and I'm loath to defend anyone in the media, but the media outlet is the one being consistent because the person taking the video and selling the video has been in that room under the guise that I'm here with my mates. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Absolute. I don't condone what they're doing, but, but again, they're their the choices as adults. If the market isn't there to purchase that shit, then yeah, they don't sell. Yeah, I, I take your point. Ultimate cunt act. Yeah, yeah, it still it gets is. out there though. I mean, I still, I still think it gets out there whether it's paid for or not. Mm. I mean, the same reason, like you know, the the videos with, um, you know, the rat bags and stuff like that. I mean, they weren't paid for; they had just been leaked out of you know WhatsApp. They just they just got around to the point where yeah. they eventually okay. became what, what visible. Percentage of videos of players doing lines and booting rat bags would you mm-hmm. suggest have surfaced? Just oh, out of the total that yeah, have been um, created, yeah. oh, probably a fucking, you know, a minor amount, I'm sure. Exactly. So, yeah, but, I, um, I don't reckon they just get leaked. I reckon some of them obviously do, but it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not inevitable that they'll come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and, and, and then the flip side is obviously, you know, these players doing what apparently is, and certainly in Reese Walsh's admitted case, was cocaine. And look, fucking, I worked in advertising for years. I'm not going to hate on people fucking doing, you know, racking up the nose beers. However, I think that if you're a professional athlete, you probably should have put a pause on that shit until the end of your athletic career. And uh, given that there are, you know, requirements for your contract and drug tests that can knock you out of the game for positive results and things like that, I think so. I think on that level, yeah, a bit, a bit ridiculous. I must have missed this, and I'm sorry if you're going to read this one out in the mailbag, and I'll bring it early, but somebody's asked, uh, we're asking around the testing, is it true that the Rugby League Players Association uh, negotiated for illicit drugs to be removed from non-competition time testing? Look, I can't... I can't I can't speak to the RLPA side of things, but I know in other sports where the testing is a little bit more um, serious, uh, like MMA and things like that, I know that they're like cocaine, for example, as, a, as an example, is handled distinctly different to, you know, steroids, you know, performance enhancing stuff. And also if it's not, you know, in a, in a fight camp environment, like it's after a fight or something where you ping for it, then they can't, yeah, they can't test for it. If they do test for it, then the, the results aren't, you know, shouldn't be publicised okay. and not punishable. Because um, in, in that sport, the, the blow is probably a performance enhancer. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to, yeah, and this is the same thing. And like the same thing goes for, for weed, which was something that was a, a testable and disqualify, you know, disqualifying agent. Um so, yeah, yeah. I'm not certain what the what the uh, what the RLPA mm. want to do about it. Um, and just to get to, again, to go over a couple of things because you know we we knowing the the people that we both know and having known the players that we both know understand why they do what they do. But there are a lot of questions around. I realise not everyone may get this, but the reason players do cocaine as their drug of choice is because it's generally <coughs> out of your body and unable to be tested for, what is it, two days? Two days about, yeah. So 
you know, there was allegedly a very, very prominent um, player who played for a, a team that rhymes with the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> um, who who was on the the Colombian Sugar for the majority of the time that he was, you know, uh, just at the club. Yep. Um, and and was tested numerous times as as is you know the majority of players, and just sort of understood the testing regime and the time, and knew that for example, if he did it on a Wednesday, he wasn't going to get tested until minimum Friday. Right. So he could do it. So um, that that's why all these players seem to be doing cocaine. It's why that's the drug that's that's around and you don't get players getting done for smoking pot because pot stays in your system for however, however long it may be. Yeah. Can be weeks. Yeah, that's it. So it's, uh, it's okay. So this one. Okay. So the current illicit drugs policy, uh, is that players get three strikes. So the first time they get done, it's a warning. The second time they get done, it's 12 match ban. And the third time they get done, it's deregistration. Now, at the moment, they're only doing urine tests, and that is like a one between one and four days, depending uh, on when you know, traces of cocaine will disappear from your system. Four days, okay. So, yeah, and I guess just you know, some people, you know, some people can't handle their shit as well as other people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my guess. But I mean, those people probably stay high longer and get better value for money. So, who might have criticized? Now, um, You'd never yeah, let that you know, down, would you? No, <laughs> um, snail metabolism manner over there. <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, look at him! He's having a terrible Thursday. <laughs> the cuck. <laughs> now, um, they want to bring in hair tra- hair testing, which um, will basically uh, capture cocaine use and also lead to a lot for, of bald players. Yeah, I was just going to say, for, fuck for the barbershops are going to be out of fucking coin. <laughs> well, hair, hair testing hair testing can can capture use um, for days, weeks, or even months. Any player that signs a third-party agreement with Gillette is on my fucking radar. Hello, Manscaped. Manscaped. I mean, you see, you see players. Not close players enough. Out, you got to pl- you got to get it down there to the skin. Players that come out with with uh, shaved heads and Manscaped endorsements. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Try the very... lawnmower. 5.0. <laughs> oh, this is not a video podcast, stepdad. <laughs> Those twitches aren't going to come through. <laughs> the snips will. <laughs> now, uh, so look, yeah, I, I guess we'll find out what happens to all these guys. Uh, there's there's a suggestion that, you know, the way the Melbourne Storm have handled it, which is, you know, pretty much not really commented that much. And, I mean, they had, a, they had a statement come from the um, the club CEO on, the, on, on Tuesday night. Mm. So last night as we were recording. And um, until then, though, that was, you know, it had been out for a couple of days at that point. So it was kind of a, uh, a pretty, uh, you know, delayed and, uh, and, and poor. Uh, I didn't oh, I didn't realize in that Munster dancing video that he's got a bag in his hand as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I just thought it was just uh, dancing like a fuckwit. But yeah, okay. That's why that second video is so is uh, so critical, I guess. Yeah, and uh, okay. it, was, it was very it's a very standard thing. They basically, you know, they've handballed it over to the to the NRL integrity unit, and until they can conclude their investigation, they won't be making any other further comment on it. Um, the only other small little uh, article, and I only just saw it before we went started recording, 
And uh, I guess the reason behind that is because it literally was published just before we started recording. But um, Jamal Fogarty could possibly have played his final game for the Titans, despite having two years to go on his contract. Now, last week or the week before, there was a little bit of what I just attributed to like scuttlebutt on social media, saying that he potentially may end up at the Raiders as a replacement for George Williams. But the Titans came out pretty strongly thereafter and said they're not going to release him. Now, apparently, their stance has softened and have they've given Fogarty the permission to negotiate with rivals. So what that means Ooh. is uh, in 2022, Toby Sexton will get the first shot at the number seven. And I guess that means AJ in 5'8", because they've also flicked uh, Ash Taylor to, to the Clydesdales. Yep. Mm. So... Uh, then there was talk as well that um, Josh Hodgson was reportedly offered up to the Titans in a potential swap deal. But now that the Titans are saying, look, you know, he can negotiate with rivals, there's no swap required. He doesn't need to, nothing has to come back towards the Titans. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, interesting. How yeah. long before um, Fogarty is linked to the Tigers, like every other player? It's only a matter of time. I don't have an article um, to back this up in front of me at the moment, but I saw um, in what I also attribute to be like Twitter scuttlebutt, but um, one Ash Taylor. To the Tigers? Potentially landing at the Tigers, yeah. What do you, what do you make of that? Look, Assuming it's true, what would you think about that? I do know that my boy's personal barber is also Ash Taylor's personal barber. Now he's back at Toowoomba. Yeah, he well, yeah. quite often he would drive from the coast can I, can up to Toowoomba to get his hair cut. Hone in but, on this uh, personal barber phrase. Personal barber. Does does Toowoomba have like a hierarchy of barbers? No, he comes comes to our house or we go to his house. We don't we don't fuck around going to a barber shop, mate. Do it after hours. Keeps the paparazzi at bay. You know that's not something to brag about. That that's just, <laughs> that guy's doing tax evasion. <laughs> And actually, and and in and in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, I mean, also probably, you know, doing some kind of like anti vax lockdown evasion yeah. as well. Mate, we all uh, we sign in via the QR code. It's all done. It's all above board. It's a legitimate. You got a QR code in your house, do you? It's legitimate business, mate. It's all good. Right. So, what would a non personal barber be? Well, one of these fucking plebs at a barber shop, mate. Where you sit in fucking line and fucking wait. So this guy cuts no one else's hair except your kid and Ash Taylor. Well, we come at our time that we say, "Here we go." What time? And uh, we'll be is seven thirty. Good. Yep. No worries. So you we know when I go to the barber shop? When I go to the barber shop, there's not ten other people in the chair. I'm not sitting on their laps. No, it's but only, it's only me at one time. You sit there and wait in line like a fucking pleb. Fucking hell! Try and discredit it, but. So you have a barber that makes a point. No, I don't. I don't have barber. Fuck, do I need a barber for, motherfucker? <laughs> I don't true. have a barber. Manscaped is your barber. <laughs> exactly. It does wonderful, wonderful so, so job. Because some kind of certain chair parts in his of backyard and an alarm clock. He's a personal barber. Okay. Personal barber. Uh, so, do you reckon you've got a personal mailman too? The point that I was going to make, <laughs> you fucking moron, is. That, uh, Glennie, not, I just want to give you a be. lot of credit for fucking sticking around this year. Because <laughs> <laughs> that entire fucking, that entire exchange was so fucking uncalled for. Yeah. 
it didn't need to happen. Why are you saying this now? Why, why did you, you've sat there like a fucking, like Simon fucking Dwyer, you've sat there for the entire season, and now we've got, what, two shows left? Three this year? And all of a sudden you want to pipe up in defence. It's just occurred to me that fucking perhaps, just maybe, that Glennie's not always in the fucking game. (laughs) Glennie fucking owns the game and lets fucking this other cunt fucking play it every once in a while. I just just want to say that I finally found There may be an unfortunate accident at the personal barbers where Ash Taylor will be unable to play for the West fucking Tigers. Jesus Christ. That was a long way around to get there, but we got there in the end. Fuck yeah. I'll tell you... Norm MacDonald is looking down from fucking heaven right now saying, Jesus, this guy fucking took the long way around in that story. It's difficult. It's difficult to get a fucking word in when you've got to just wade through the fucking autism to get to your point. <laughs> I'll tell you, what, what, I was down, down at the local Westfield uh, yesterday, the day before, and they got this like an entire little stall there for like a fidget sort of shop. With the poppets, with like and the, with yeah. like the poppets in the fit, and and oh, like I tell you, it, it's never been a better time to be autistic. I swear, <laughs> like the amount the amount of shit out there now to to, to you know to go nuts on. But um, I was like, I was legitimately like, so okay, so you so your so your your story is that that you fear for the future quality of your son's haircuts if Ash Taylor goes to the West Tigers. Yes. Selfish. Not really where I was going with it, but I'll, I'll take it. If it means we can move on to the next thing. <laughs> uh, fuck you for taking us down that long and winding road. <laughs> and if this episode's not called Personal Barber, you're a fucking piece of shit. Please, next time you go want... down long and winding roads, stick to the speed limits. In a big your, yellow taxi. Your personal police officer may pull you over, <laughs> give you a personal ticket. Can you see that, Glennie? No, I can see you holding up a phone, but I'm assuming it's got personal barber. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Made the note five minutes ago, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Now it's a, it's a novelty for Wednesday night, but we're going into the recaps. So the uh, finals, week three, the second preliminary final, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs 36 defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls 16 at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, the Rabbits 36 came through a double to Cody Walker, double to AJ, a double to Jackson Paulo, Campbell Graham also with a try, Blake Taffy with four conversions. The uh, Manly side 16, d- double to Ruben Garrick. Tried Tommy Turbo, of course, and two of three conversions to Rubes. Whilst we're now, giving uh, each other raps, can I yes. also... <laughs> I don't know if it's belligerence or just fucking consistency, but for 12 years now, you've never missed a beat on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. <laughs> no, no, dude, you'd be, you know, I actually, I actually, that's the first time I've said it for quite a while, to be honest. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Maybe I that's did, yeah, what I, I did. hear when you say Rabbitohs. Yeah, it did It did fall out of rotation for a little bit, and... <laughs> And, and I had that thought, and I was like, yeah, I used to call them, you know, because you forget oh. some of the nicknames and things like that from over the years. But, oh. yeah, so I did, I did throw it back in there. But um, I was at, the, at this game, and uh, it, was a, it was a pretty decent crowd. It definitely felt like, I mean, the official crowd was about 26,000 and a bit. 
but you could definitely tell like there was there were fucking gaps everywhere like even yeah. on the lower tier it was crazy they had the second tier open to to uh customers as well um but yeah there were there were fucking gaps all over that all over the stadium but it was like a pretty decent uh it was it was a decent crowd um noisy crowd uh i was in the manly section it was fucking noisy as uh which was great to hear and i've had reports from people saying there a lot of people saying things. stop dropping the ball you cunts there was a little bit of that. There was this. I, I had this uh, woman next to me on on my left, and she was just f- like, just one of those people that's just fucking just shitting on everything the whole time. And better the better do this, or better not do this, or better do this. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> calm the fuck down, love. Fuck, like, I'm and, not going to bring you again, Simone. If you don't shut the fuck up. Yeah. And anyway, <laughs> this this woman and the and and her 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 suffering. What son or husband partner whatever he was, um, it's hard to tell. She seemed really fucking old to me though, and the guy looked kind of a little bit like Jason Croker. But um, oh, the uh, they, she she left about fucking thirty minutes to go, like pretty pretty close after Manly scored the try after half time, and um, which I thought was interesting. But um, other than that though, a great crowd, great spirits, and. Um, <laughs> You know, great to see him getting you know, getting behind the boys and everything. He, like all the way after, even after the final siren as well, which is great. Um, the game itself, well, as has been the case through the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, there's only been one side that can beat the Manly Seagulls this year, and uh, that's the Manly Seagulls. <coughs> and unfortunately, they've got to play them what twenty six, twenty seven times through twenty eight times in the season. So just by the sheer law of averages and probability, they're gonna get caught. A couple of times, and unfortunately, last night was one of those times. Um, fuck me, the just the ability to like, I love the high risk, high reward style of play. I, I do fucking love it because it's provided such an entertaining season this year with great tries and, and just great moments. However, when you're in the business of winning football games, and when you're in the business of winning finals games, which are traditionally tighter by the by their very nature. You've just you've you've got to fucking just dial it in, you know. Just you got to reel it in a little bit, and do the hard stuff, and just put a premium on just the the basic shit like ball security, and which they didn't do. And like the Rabbitohs played, very, you know, they played solid, but holy shit, they were giving it on a platter. I mean, Manly make the first half break. I can't. And I'm talking from the perspective of watching it on the, you know, from the ground. But they make that first half break about you know 40 meters out, and the ball comes loose. That gives South possession. They score their first try. And Manly score what looks like the equaliser, gets disallowed for an obstruction, and like honestly, you know, different ref, different video referees probably not going to do anything about it. However, that results in a penalty. South kicks all the way down the oh, other end. Look, that's that, score their that second one, try. That one just every video referee calls that back as an obstruction. It's one of those ones where it had no impact on the defence. Had no impact yeah. on the defence. Yeah. Exactly. However, this this year. And and fuck, it's what we bleat for. I'll give them the consistency. Mm-hmm. They seem to have been relatively consistent with the shoulder, um, with with players stopping in the line. Um, yeah, this wasn't anything to do with the shoulder. I mean, the passing and everything was perfectly fine. It was fucking Moses Suli running a fucking frittata frittata line essentially. That's it. But that's if you yeah. if you take out the outside shoulder of a defender. That's it. There's no more. They made a defensive read to come in. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and at least it's been that way the whole time. I, I don't yeah. agree with 
the the spirit of it, but the execution's been pretty good. Look, we we, we like we like black and white rules, and sometimes you go and sometimes you know the, the you know, by yeah. their very by the nature of black and white, it's going to you know get it wrong um, in terms of the spirit of the game. But yeah, you know it. it is what it is. It's black and white rule. Um, and the same thing again, like you know you had Tommy try that goes that turns around, and then what could have been you know. Well, it was would definitely have been six all, you know, and then like an even t- tussle. Then it's then it's fucking it's immediately gone at like you know sixteen or eighteen. So they just give themselves no fucking chance to actually be in the game. I mean, and then then they come out in the second half, and they fucking score almost immediately. And given the amount of tries they've scored this year, you know, sixteen or whatever it was at that point, it's not fucking you know not not difficult to overrun. But what do they do? They just give the ball up straight away again and fucking stand, you know, and concede another try to basically put the issue to bed. And then you know Moses Suli, a lot of a lot of Manly fans of you know bemoaning the fact that he's leaving the club. But holy fuck, this was the fucking Suliest game ever, and it's exactly what I fucking don't like about him is that he did nothing until the game was gone. Mm. And like he had, he had two great runs that ultimately resulted in tries being set up. Um, you know, probably in the last twenty. Well, I was actually when the Simbin had happened, so I was in the last sort of fifteen minutes or whatever. And um, when they were down to twelve men, that sort of thing is what he had to be doing from fucking minute one. Furthermore, yep. say what you will about Brad Parker's limitations in in, in attack. Defensively, he's not the greatest defender in the world. However, the Rabbits won this game on the back of just doing something, the most minor interesting thing on the inside of Suli. And every fucking time he bit on it and turned what was a fucking man, man-to-man matchup along the entire back line into leaving Garrick high and fucking dry and a massive gap between him and Garrick. Yeah. And I mean, they scored at least two tries you know, off that, even three, I think. And it's just it's just f- fucking unforgivable when that's ultimately the margin of the match, and it's what turns a match that's like evenly fought between you know certain points to this fucking you know a game that you're not you don't have the opportunity to compete in. So I'm not you know I'm not too down on the result because it's been a fu- it's been a great fucking season, and I mean it's, it's very early for this team as well. I mean they've got t- they've got plenty of time. To uh to refine you know add the pieces they need which is certainly left center, um and also just you know young players in pressure games getting better you know through experience and that sort of thing, yeah. but um otherwise great season congratulations to the Rabbitohs thoroughly deserved the win, um that Blake Taffy is turning out to be quite the player, isn't he what yeah he's good isn't he it certainly wasn't like, um. Overawed by playing in, you know, a, a very high pressure. You know, a fair bit was a, was on South to to make it through. Yeah. To the to the grand final after falling short the last few years, and he's trying to fill the shoes of arguably their best player, and mm. he certainly wasn't overawed. Certainly didn't hold back from the big moments or, or from wanting the ball in his hands and. Mm. Um, had some some really nice touches. Um, Cam Murray, I've really grown to appreciate Cam Murray this season. Um, I fucking whilst I was away from the podcast, obviously I made a point of watching Tigers games, but um, 
I will say, Cam Murray, I didn't realise how fucking good he is. He he is so important to that team. Yep. Um, and the work that he does, he does a lot of the gritty stuff that, um, you know, goes unnoticed by, by, by plenty, but he's, he's the fucking glue that holds that shit together, you know, and he, he was really impressive, but I agree with what you say that Manly gave themselves no opportunity to really be overly competitive or give themselves a chance this game. But um, I was impressed with how South, they were patient. They, you know, they played off the back of, Good possession and field position, and um, and capitalised on on the opportunities when they presented themselves. So, Cody Walker, um, I thought he was really good. Adam Reynolds was understated, but he had some really yep. critical moments as well. But um, yeah, impressive all round for the bunnies. I thought. Yeah. I I know I give him a lot of shit because of what just what an obviously fucking horrid human he is um, but I was disappointed in DCE and I, I think he really is at risk of becoming you know uh, pigeonholed in a similar way to somebody like Mitch Pierce. that that rep level is, is a step too far for him but he also can't execute in big games and he had some great games during the season you know, he, he steered that team around when Tommy was gone and he got them through some dark times when their season looked absolutely toast at the beginning of the year. Um, one of the best controlling kicking games in the competition, one of the best proponents of, of 40-20s that we've seen in, in the last little while. But, but just some of his decision-making seemed, seemed way off. Like, like this this last ditch stuff he was trying, like the play where he's gone the run and, and ended up sliding himself over the sideline instead of just settling, taking the field position and using it to their advantage, you know, the, for, for the next set or the set after. Um, he, how do you feel about his, his big game decision-making, Nate? Like just as a whole in this 80 minutes. I, th- I think I've got no problem with it whatsoever. I mean, this game was in similar to the Storm game when you've got 40% of the possession at best, probably in the 30s possession across the entire game. And almost all of that is coming out of your own end. His kicking game was 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 fine. His long kicking game was exactly, was exactly what it always was. But when you're not fucking giving yourself the... When everyone else is dropping the ball, I mean, like, yeah, that thing where he sort of... That, I mean, he'd slide himself over the line. I mean, he fucking... Yeah, he, he made a half, he, he got a half break, break created, the ball came back to him, and then he just fucking, yeah, he's juggled it and just, yeah, yeah. lost balance, you know what I mean? It's, and you know, just is what it is. Slid over the line. Yeah, he's like, he slid himself over the line, he just fucking lost balance. I mean, it happens. Um, more, the one I was more angry about actually was Jason Saab very early in the game where he fucking went down, got himself tackled over the mm. sideline, and it was fairly early in the tackle count as it well. It was pretty yeah. meek as well, the commentary. T- yeah, the, like, I mean... In commentary, they said, you know, he, he it looks like he didn't even try to force his way yeah, and like, they to stay Yeah, they in. weren't, like, playing... Yeah, and they, they, weren't, they weren't playing on a cricket ground or something. It wasn't like you were f- caught by surprise how close to the fucking sideline you were. But, sorry, and, like, the, that sort of shit. But just, let, like, let me rephrase yeah, that. I'm, I'm not shit. suggesting that that what Daly did there was the worst part of the game or the worst mistake made by any player. What I'm saying is, though, 
if I was a Manly fan, I'd be disappointed that they came from him. I'd be expecting him to realise in that moment, yeah, it's a half break, there's no one else I'm heading towards the sideline, I need to consolidate this field position, we've still got two tackles left, instead of I'm going to try and outrun them myself. Yeah, I think I think that, that that would have been his thought, but for the fact that the pass that he was given wasn't great and he fucking didn't take it cleanly and, you know, like lost balance trying to fucking bring it in so he didn't drop it and it just, you know, and just happened to be close to the sideline. I mean, that's just like one incident. I mean, I'm what I'm more fucking annoyed about is that when they fucking camp down in the twenty, they score almost every fucking time against the team. Or, you know, or at least get a try, like a try disallowed. I mean, they give themselves an opportunity to score every single fucking time. And so don't drop the fucking ball in your own fucking in your own half yeah, and it. never give and never give any of your weapons because it doesn't matter who you play for and who you are, nobody, no player in the in the game can look fucking good when all they're doing is fucking rucking it out from their own end forty meters out from their fucking try line. It's yeah, just it's just the it. it's just the way it is. And so like, you know, don't drop the ball and complete your fucking sets. Give yourself an opportunity to fucking actually compete and win the possession and territory battle and inch your way downfield to the point where you're the one with the ascendancy and then score, the, you know, score the fucking points. I mean, you know, yeah. they, you know, they obviously can score a try from anywhere, but it's the, fi- the like the finals are a different sort. You know, the finals are always tighter fucking affairs. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, by, by their nature, whether it lasts for the entire 80 minutes is, you know, is, is another thing, but generally speaking, finals games are tighter affairs. So yeah. you've got to fucking play it tighter. So experience, but yeah, experience will certainly be a huge thing for guys like Ruben and um, and particularly guys like Harper and Saab. The experience would be great for them because they're super young and it's their first time, you know, in anything like that kind of, you know, cauldron. Yep. And there's a bunch of young forwards as well that are, you know, are similar. So, um, so let yeah, me well, ask you this: it's been one. a great year. Like obviously, Tommy Dalian Witter, um, Origin standout, generational talent, generational talent. And he was fine in this game with the opportunities as well. I mean, like he he was he was basically fucking millimeters away from what scoring a double and and you know a couple of try assists. I mean, it's just like a fucking shit run, a shit line run by Moses Sully cut down a, cut down one for him. And then it yep. was, and he let himself down with the, well, you know, the video ref let himself down with the, the try that he legitimately scored and was said to have been dropped. So, <laughs> so yeah, I've got, so I've got, no, I've got no problem with him, but also this, yeah, with, with him as well. I mean, like I've, I've got, no, I've got nothing critical about his performance either, because again, when all you can do is, you know, you, you, all you're doing is taking kicks in your corner and fucking carting yeah, it up before it. someone drops it 40 meters out. There's nothing you can do about that. It. And and it, it, it is Unless you're the one shit. dropping it. it well, if it you are the one dropping it, then fucking, you know. The, the few opportunities in, but... you get, you drop them over the line. But what I was going to say is he's been shut down fairly effectively in the last couple of weeks, first by Melbourne. Um, the Roosters had no fucking answer for him, absolutely no answer. Uh, but then... South pretty effectively nullified him. Demand- I don't think the I don't think South really did. This is the thing. He was null. He was nullified by the he, the own team's performance of just fucking dropping the ball and not having any possession in the game. I think that the Storm side shut him down better than anybody. Okay, but does Manly and Manly had no possession and no, and no possession and loads of errors in that game as well. Yeah, but does Manly? But I think that had more to do with the Storm no though. I think the Storm actually did force a bit of that. 
whereas Souths didn't force anything. I mean, this was it was legit, like the most unforced shit ever, just pushing passes. Hmm. But does Manly need a plan B for either A, when he's injured on rep duty or taken out of a game? And what yeah, is that plan B? They won most of the games without him this year. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that, I'm sure that's all fine. Plus, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll bring in other players. Hopefully, they've got waiting in the wings as well. He'll have a genuine understudy. He's got a genuine understudy in the 30, I think, this year or development. And so next year, he'll start to get his opportunities as well. And, you know, that'll all happen in time. Beautiful. They've got the players there. They've been dominating in junior levels over the last couple of years, and they're they only just this year, just starting to to really bear the fruits of that. Because you got to remember, until yeah, you know, in the first month of the competition, probably a, a decent chunk of that side that we saw on Friday night were playing for Blacktown, except not playing for Blacktown because Blacktown wasn't allowed to play because of mm, you know to the coronavirus. So like guys like you know like you know Homoli, fucking Morgan Harper, fucking. Josh Schuster, like, you know, these guys, you know, Kepi, all these guys came through. And um, so, yeah, nice. I've got no complaints about the season. Uh, grand finals are nice, but, you know, the window hasn't opened for these guys yet. Anything else you want to say to that one? No. No. Social. glad it's over. <laughs> um, Do you want us to talk about the Tigers some, Glennie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's on them, mate. I'll tell you what, let's involve Glennie. Um, Nate, how did you feel? This game with Manly having a personal referee <laughs> and and personal touch judges at half time. I personally enough, think you're a cunt. I, they, I like I like where you got. They got a I speech like you, from their personal coach. I, I like what you're, I like what you're saying here, but I mean I believe that the rabbits had a personal referee <laughs> and personal bunker staff in this game because <laughs> and that was and that was the other thing in the game. I mean, and this is the sort of stuff you can't combat. But holy fuck, every fifty fifty thing went against them. Every bad luck thing went like you know went against them as well. It was just one of those fucking games, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, but full credit to Rabbitohs who deserve their position in the grand final. Hunter said Tommy's facials looks like a stroke victim trying to whistle. <laughs> how's fucking how's Hunter's fucking facials looking? Because I know because Hunter was Hunter was one of those uh, Storm fans that you mightily fucking triggered last week with your well, Melbourne accent. Well, Hunter, <laughs> Hunter, Hunter, I'm, I'm an equal. Your game's next. I'm an equal opportunity host of the podcast. So, um, <laughs> Cruzy said, I guess chuck it to Turbo isn't happening tonight. Toto said, my son said Turbo looks like Caruso and I can't unsee it. Now, now this comment saddened me. For, for anyone that doesn't know who, who we're talking about here, it's a gentleman by the name of Alex Caruso. He plays basketball for the Lakers. He did play for the Lakers. He's just been traded. Um, but it doesn't surprise me that the son of a Broncos fan um, just notices that two white guys look alike. <laughs> because there is no other feature about those individuals apart from the number of eyes they have or having you know, a mouth uh, that makes them look similar in any way, shape or form. Uh, I'd like to point out that children aren't born racist. They're born pure and innocent and racism is taught to them. So you go outside and fucking shake yourself, Todd. That's fucking atrocious. That is absolutely atrocious. And for you to reinforce that, my God. Uh, Kurt, so the one and only time I want these manly cunts to win and they're playing like a bunch of lactose-intolerant Emilys who emotionally binged on a tub of ice cream a few hours before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, 
said Ryan Girdlin nailed these frauds. True flat track bullies. Fucking oath. To you know who? For, I hope someone firebombs that cunt's cafes. <laughs> you can't ban me on Facebook for saying that <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast. Either. You can't. <laughs> I'm taking this to the fucking to the fucking uh, uh, EB B and B. <laughs> EBDB, <laughs> EBDB next next meeting, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you coffee shit and go fuck yourself, cunt. <laughs> um, this one's directed at you, Nate. Long oh, time, <clears throat> long time fan of the show, and um, super. Oh, so who's the person to meet up? What's the name of the person? Uh, Bethany. Oh, of course, yep. Said it's a shame Manly choked like that. I would have loved to see the Storm get revenge for two thousand and eight. Never mind. Well, we'll just put 50 on Souths again, as is tradition. In what year is that going to happen? Because that is what they say in the wine industry. Did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what they say Can in I- the wine industry. Is a fucking cooked take. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just want to say, I just, I just, I was just looking up Caruso because I wasn't, I wasn't familiar with how he looked, you know, and how and how he was similar to Tommy. I think he actually looks more like our mate Ben Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like Drew. He looks like he looks like Ben. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's like he's just like you know, that slightly more cooked fucking glaze to his eyes or not, but oh, whatever it is. Fucking but yeah. hell. At- at the risk of sounding like a comedian I hate, I was just about to say something that would have been hilarious to us and wholly inappropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it looks nothing like him. But no, he doesn't look like Benny either. Car- like he- Caruso's fucking Yeah, just, just, just one, of, one of the photos that came up, it just looked just like yeah, him. Okay. Just, the, just the expression on it or something, yeah. I'm, I'm a big Caruso fan. Ultimate effort player. Ultimate effort player. Like, like... Zero percent of the athletic ability of everyone else on the court, and just pure fucking guts. He's awesome. Right. Um, Sharky Dave said everyone teasing Turbo, but he has proven in Origin he can match it with the best. DCE, on the other hand, is the most overrated and overpaid player in the history of the game. The history of the game. Well, Sharks this fans, coming I mean, from a man got a fucking... who barracked for Andrew Fafita. Yeah, well, I mean, Andrew Fafita and fucking uh, and Paul Gallen, and I mean, there's a fucking litany of of uh, Sharks players that these uh, that, that these uh, these beach racists fucking are ignoring. <laughs> this coming from a man <laughs> whose club paid Aaron Woods more than one dollar, calling someone yeah. overpaid. <laughs> yeah, I got I got to fucking I got I got to be careful about that fucking Aaron Woods talk because I mean, because <laughs> because Manly have offered him an extremely extremely low ball deal. And if he takes it, he's just basically saying that no one in England wants him. They would, because... they would say, as they say in the wine industry, some of your previous comments will not age well. Well, as I say it's in basically the wine industry, it's, Woods is a cut. It's, bas- it's, it's basically, um, from what I've been told, it's basically like the Kieran Foran deal, except for no money. <laughs> but it's like one year. And see and and fucking prove yourself, and you may get another year, and uh, we'll give you you know, not the league minimum, mm. but far closer to that than what any other prop in the game would be probably earning. Yeah, fuck. So so yeah, so if, if he was to accept it, it would mean that the Tigers haven't offered him more, or he hasn't received a single bite from England, because yeah, okay. there's no way he could earn less 
anywhere <laughs> than by taking this deal. Nice. Nice, nice. Um, <clears throat> Ryan said, Manly are just Parramatta 2.0. Only difference is the coach have a full head of hair. Manly halfback has more bones in his neck than normal, and they're weaker than a weak old rice cracker in defence. Ouch, what a <sighs> fucking stinging assessment. A stinging assessment? Who's he go for? I don't know. Just, I'm, I'm just fucking curious. <laughs> because because it seems to me that there's... <laughs> I haven't seen you arc up like this since someone said to you that the people in Lost were in hell all the time. <laughs> I don't arc up about that. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never even seen the show. <laughs> you're fucking, you, you, your powers have no fucking hold over me, mate. <laughs> uh, um, and we'll give the final word on that one. It's a long-time listener of the show, Hammers. It's, geez, you just hate to see such a flat-track bully get absolutely bodied out of the finals. Hate it. Yep. All tracks look flat when you're on your tippy-toes looking from the bottom of the ladder, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love it. That's it. Is that it? That's it. All right, so we move on to the next game, and it is the Penrith Panthers 10 to feed the Melbourne Storm 6. Um, the Panthers 10 came through tries to Crichton and To'o. Cleary won conversion from two attempts. A storm, a try to Pappy, a conversion to Pappy. The end. Who would like to go first? Do you want to go first, Step Go, Lenny. Look, similar vein to, to the Manly South game. I think Melbourne... Two, two factors. Obviously, Melbourne made some critical fucking uncharacteristic errors in this game, which which crueled many of their chances to, to come away with a victory. And Penrith's defence, um, even when Melbourne did actually play to their structure and shape, uh, was outstanding. They, they defended their fucking guts out and earned you know, earned the victory over their, you know, last year's um, grand final opponent um, to give themselves an opportunity at redemption in, in the grand final. And they, um, yeah, their, their performance when Melbourne, you know, I, I don't know that Melbourne, Melbourne were off their best, but there was... I reckon it was, was nearly the worst I've seen Melbourne play. In I can't remember a time I've seen him play worse. I, I think I think they made some unforced errors, and and I could probably rattle off about half a dozen that were were f- to say they were un Melbourne like <laughs> would be a fair understatement. But I think a lot of it had to do with how Penrith, you know, their line speed, how they were getting up and bustling them and putting them under pressure as well, um, and their their shape and structure defensively. I think they put Melbourne off their game. Harry Grant was um, was well and truly below par. They lost obviously Melbourne lost Welsh early. And, and this is the, and the biggest factor for yeah. That, that was the biggest factor in the entire game for me. Well, he's understated. And, he, he that um, sorry. Look Cameron what happened Welsh. in the state of yeah, exactly. look what happened in the first fucking Origin game this yeah. year when he went off in the first or the same exact same circumstances. He's he was washed a, out in the first five minutes or whatever. Well, and I, and New I, I South Wales wanted to absolutely fucking slaughter them. You think Kent Welsh is overrated? Is, he, he is becoming a dead set non fuckwit Dugan. Oof! Like he's played four minutes at the beginning of every game this season. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you. I feel. I feel like. I feel like that's hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> 
how many times has he gone off for a head clash? Like he he has a fucking brittle whatever it is. I can't. I, I, has, has it happened outside of Origin one and, and this game though this season? Do you remember how he went off in Origin? Yeah, he got fucking. Uh, it was a, it was a head clash with somebody. Wasn't with it? Brian Toto. Yeah. Right. The amount of times that Welsh has had a head clash with somebody, they are fine, and he's fucking rocked and can't walk straight. That it's a concern to me, and and I don't know why it's not being spoken about. Like, yeah, I don't know, and and just for the fact that that he's so fucking tall. It, yeah, I don't know, but um. That, let, you, let's be do you real, think he's that. overrated because he's tall? No, Got it. Not at all. I think he's overrated. And and, he, and when he and when he goes into head contact where he doesn't get to contact with the part of his yeah. head of his choosing, he doesn't survive <laughs> concussions well, and he's no, tall. So I therefore think he's overrated. You're paying him for a full season. <laughs> And you know we are still talking about two games here out of a, a representative and home and away <laughs> the, season. The four the minutes, finals. four minutes every game he gets. He just really enjoys anthems. He goes on, he <laughs> sings them, makes two tackles, and fucks off. And obviously, like, Brandon Smith, especially. I mean, not having access to him. That was a big one. When when Huge. Harry Grant was going absolutely dog shit. Yeah. And 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 making an absolute mockery of the player he's supposed to be. It's. He was spectacularly bad, the worst game of his career um, by far, I think. It definitely so, yeah, it was- showed that he's played two seasons of first grade, one of them with the West Tigers. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, and look, here's the thing, though. You know, the, the term flat track bullies you know, bandied around a lot, a fucking lot. Yeah. However, it is easy to do your job well in a football team when you are the dominant side. Yeah, of course. You know, and and a flat track, it's not like a dirty trick that someone plays on you that you, all of a sudden you go, fuck, they're actually not the Messiah. You know, and Melbourne have been singing this year. Like, they, they have just been in in peak form. They won fucking 19 in a row. Was it 19? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that doesn't happen unless you are humming along in top of but remember as well, I mean, they weren't really humming a lot of that time as well. They had, they had the problems when they tried to reintroduce Pappenhausen into the side after they were going. They were humming when they had Nico there. Yep. And then they started trying to reintroduce Pappenhausen into the side, and he and that's when they started to to look a bit weird on the attacking side of things. Yep. And I just I, I can't help but wonder, you know, if they if they should have put Nico on. You know, in earlier, earlier and I, yeah. and and all and all of this stuff is is was cruel by the fact that they they lost two players for the duration of the game when the first like thirty minutes or twenty however long it was when Brandon Smith went off, um, and the fact that Brandon Smith often you know he then plays on the field as another as a, as an additional sort of back rower when when Harry's on there and that sort yeah. of thing, um, it I mean it did fuck a lot of their game plan which they did definitely panic them which we don't see often and they they had that frantic sort of nature. And just made so many fucking mistakes. I could not fucking believe yeah. the elementary mistakes that they just kept yeah, making over right. and fucking over. And, and they those, only played the well for like conditions. five minutes of that game. I mean, they had the the, the situation there where um, you know they just started to get on top. They had a try disallowed, and um, well, they had a close call, and then they finally did get the try. And I mean, that was pretty much the only passage of the game where they were. Yeah. 
you know, and the, I mean, then they had the opportunity there to build some pressure where Penrith knocked it in on the in goal and fucking Sutton just <laughs> refused to fucking <laughs> refused to see it. Look at it. That's what it was one of the worst, worst like mistakes that you don't see picked up, you know, that I've yeah. seen in fucking in just. And yeah, that's that's you can get yourself a grand final spot with that shit too. Yeah. So, and going through it, I think this game was important for Dylan Edwards, and there was a fucking sliding doors moment. It was before Cheese went off, and he kicked a twenty forty. Yep. And Accidentally, no, and no one on the field knew it was a twenty forty. Including Brandon Smith, though. Yeah, yeah. that's it. So. <laughs> that was a forgotten rule because it was the first one in the history of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for Dylan Edwards to let that go, yeah, like to actually like walk behind the ball as it dribbled over the sideline. Not realising that it was a thing. Not realising that it was a thing. Yeah. So, you know, yes, it was on him to not know that. It was also on everyone else not to be fucking screaming at him to pick it up. Yeah. Um, however... The storm knocked on that next set. That was yep. their opportunity to get back in. Yep. Penrith had had the territorial ascendancy; they were absolutely on top. But that would have broken Penrith, and and from there, that's a completely different game. Um, for the rest of the game, though, Edwards was phenomenal. You know, I'll he, give him I'll give him credit where it's due. It's it's probably close to the best game I've ever seen him play, and yep. there was no. You know, there's times where when he looks, when he lacks confidence, it, mm-hmm. it shows, and it yep. shows in in every aspect of his game. And I I felt oh. like he he played with confidence, and he was his tail yeah. was up, and 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 he injected himself into the game. Often, well, I, I am trying to think back and think whether he's thrown some intercepts in his career, because he's still afraid to pass to his right. Hmm. And I don't know what it is or whether just in these instances and I'm reading too much into it, but there were times where there were fucking massive overlaps and he just chose to die with the ball instead of risking an interstep. And it would never have been taken, but, you know, in his head at that moment. Obviously, you can't tell that. Um, but but this was you know, similar to the game against Parramatta, one of those games where where you see your team defending and you think, fuck, they're gone. They are absolutely out. They've got nothing left. Something's going to crack here. There's a lazy forward and there's you know little men around. This is it. We're done. But then all of a sudden you're three plays into the set and you're like, oh, oh they're just as fucked as we are. They have mm. absolutely fucking no energy and no imagination in attack. I no. will say that um, for me, Isaiah Yo and Capewell just... When it looked like they were literally hanging on by a fingernail, yeah. it was those guys' fingernails that were hanging yeah. on. Yeah, 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 that's it. And also, Nate, you asked me, you know, a couple of weeks ago, what what the big the rap is on Sorensen. Mm. That chase down on Hughes. Yeah, yep. That's the rap on Sorensen. Yep. You know, that's that. Well, well, fuck. I'm I'm going to go my absolute fucking hardest at this. You know to. Yep. To, and even if and I then Dylan, get then Dylan Edwards with the heel hook to fucking that's it take to take him out of the game, yeah. and that's the unfortunate thing for Melbourne. There was so much of that shit. Like you know, Dylan Edwards doesn't have a malicious bone in his body, 
and Jerome Hughes. You can see him in the in the vision. So you're saying he just did it for fucking sport? No, I'm saying Jerome Hughes <laughs> fucking ducked his knee. He just knee. did it for the love of the game. He ducked his fucking knee into that. He ducked his knee. Reverse duck and up and twist. Um, but <laughs> There's a lot of Penrith players with fucking sore legs that might want to get fucking... They might want to get any extra <laughs> yeah, attention it. this weekend, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and, Dylan and abs- Edwards being one of them, I believe. Ab- absolutely mammoth effort defensively. Um, it shows the belief the boys had in themselves going in and um, fantastic feeling to to knock out the opponents from last year you know that that's a special thing when it happened I remember when it happened to us you know after 03 we got knocked out by the dogs in 04 yeah I, I remember that fucking game and how much it hurt uh, so fucking suck my dick from the back you fans of not only cheating purple cunts but denying the fact that you are still dining out on the advantages that your systemic and ingrained culture of cheating has provided for you. So, <laughs> you know, just, I know you're Melbourne and, and I know that you think you're a cultural hub, <laughs> um, but realistically, the only reason you go, anyone ever goes to Melbourne is because you can't are lucky enough to not be on the side of the country that Perth is. You get visitors just for the fact that you are close enough from Sydney to not be a hassle. <laughs> um, so, uh, fuck enjoy your off season. <laughs> enjoy your off season and uh, in, uh, enjoy your deconstructed football side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Socials. Andrew said, say what you want about Dylan Edwards' attack, but the kid sure can tackle, especially when he's got one leg. Uh, Daniel said, suck shit, Melbourne. How good. I love that one. Anthony said, congrats, Penrith, after last week. That was great defense. Bye-bye, purple cheating cunts. Seems to be a thread in these. uh, (laughs) Uh, Hayden said, eat shit, Storm. Let's go, Panthers. (laughs) Shane said, brilliant game. I didn't think the Panthers had it in them, but they really stepped up. Looking forward to next week. Rishi said, low-scoring games between great teams are awesome. Greg back to our regular regular programming, said, geez, there's nothing better than seeing those purple cunts shit the bed. <laughs> Ryan said, Justin Ollum gets the social media treatment midweek for centre of the year, then turns into Brad Parker. <laughs> Come on, you could have fucking said, yeah, you could you could have said like an actual, shit, you know, like lower tier dog shit one, like whoever the fuck winds up in centre for the doggies or something. Come on, son. Chris. Said, suck my dick from the back, you purple frauds. Grover, <laughs> in a surprisingly measured exchange, said, yeah, I do. congratulations to Penrith. Their last ditch inside man defence was actually ridiculous tonight. We had our chances and unfortunately left our worst handling game of the year to now. Both teams' hands let them down tonight, but legit any other team, any other week, we score another four tries. Next week will be a dead set blinder. Can't wait for the Wayne v. Ivan press mind games. The whiff will win based on their defense. There you go. Cameron said, full credit to the Panthers. They turned up to play finals footy and defended like beings possessed. As a fellow Storm tragic, I have to admit that our handling was some of the worst I've seen in years. The loss of Welsh in 10th minute, it should have been the second minute, exactly, was catastrophic due to our chances. I hate when fucking players don't go off for HIAs. 
Uh, it was catastrophic due to our chances. Like when Cleary got fucking looked like he was knocked out and then got <laughs> up and ran back. You mean that one? Or the one when Luai should have gone off? <laughs> That's exactly what I was alluding to. Again, <laughs> suck my dick from the back, potato cakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, add that to the loss of Smith before halftime. I'm honestly shocked the scoreline remains so close. Although this reeks of excuses, I've had a night shift at a coal mine with most of my crew giving me a fair hiding about the result. After watching the replay again this morning, I just can't shake the thought that we were completely rattled from the get-go and we were never really in it. So many dumb plays where we got it 99% right but couldn't finish due to our own fault and the Panthers' awesome defence. Now, that actually went on with more common sense and calm things, mm. which I you know, won't, won't read out. Um, he said he's going to the uh, grand final, and if he sees any of us, he'll uh, look to have a beer. So one one thing I picked out of that yep. is the sort of man that will watch a replay the next morning of a yep. losing semifinal, that's a fucking fan. That, so, that, that doesn't have to turn around and do something on a podcast about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, because let me tell you, sometimes you've got to fucking really force yourself. Um, for round two of a bit of pill and one of my favourite comments of the entire year uh, was Dane in our Facebook group that said Melbourne is that Aldi Aldi the Rock yes it is (laughs) (laughs) said Melbourne the Ben Simmons of the NRL oh I mean that's so on brand it just shows he listens in class and I really appreciate that well where is Ben Simmons from well there you go you know and like this person, his mum's cunt, like couldn't tell me the origin. Clan, <laughs> Jesus, mate, what the, what the, what's gotten into you? <laughs> Exciting news down under: our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package. This ultimate package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming, have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new Performance Package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off, plus free shipping with the code TWILLNATION. You know what, all you single guys out there? Once COVID's over, you can get out and mingle. You all need to get out and take your lawnmower 4.0s with you. And if you don't have one, fucking get one. It's almost Freedom Day for New South Wales based on vaccination, right? It certainly is. It certainly is. And if you were a single, somewhat lonely, somewhat emotionally vulnerable woman coming out of you know 12 months without affection, what could make you more turned on than being at the bar and seeing a man that you know is smooth, hair-free, like you might as well go home and fuck a dolphin. Unlikely to get suspended from his line of work for po- pissing positive for a cocaine <laughs> test. <laughs> He's got it all. This is the greatest virtue signal that you can send to a potential partner. I want to normalise taking your lawnmower with you out on the town. Put it on a gold chain around your neck. And, hot tip, turn it on and just feel the way the back end of that little baby vibrates. But don't get that confused if you're using it for that. You don't want to um, match yeah, that to the wrong end. 
Yeah, I mean, that's Jared Hayne territory, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'd like to... Why didn't uh, he hire you as his lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bite her. I was trying to groom. <laughs> They call me the lamb. They call me the lawnmower. I was trying to use. I was trying to use my, my Manscaped four point to, to to pleasure my to pleasure my girlfriend while the taxi meter was running. I need to get the job quickly because I mean you know I'm not making the money I used to make, and uh, yeah that NFL money's not going as far as it used to. So I need what, to get the job quick. Got L- the wrong end mixed up. And that LED light is small but powerful. I got that in my eyes. Snip. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys. I got a cautionary tale. Um. Big fan of the lawnmower 4.0. Use it. Use it uh, very, very often. Love it. Love every use of it. Um, but sometimes I can get a little bit too enthusiastic when it comes to trimming the downstairs region. I've also got tiny hands. So sometimes in the shower, the lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof. You use it in the shower. Sometimes when I'm vigorously trimming my nether regions my tiny hands just aren't up to the task and I lost it I lost it in a cavity but thankfully as Jay alluded to it's got a very powerful LED light which helped me which helped it find its way home and I was able to. Uh, it's also waterproof and also handles- help detach it from its accidental <laughs> fucking placement on your prostate. Also handles other liquids and solids quite well as well. I might add, and still operates. As I said, it's waterproof and rinses off nicely, ready for another use. So just maybe, maybe get some get some gloves, get a bit of grip, a bit more traction. That's my cautionary tale. Don't be yeah. discouraged. Make sure you still use it all the time. I'm just saying that if you do lose it, it's not lost. It can find its way home with its light. It wouldn't it be and great a bit if, of prodding. if you had, you know, like someone whose house you could go to that obviously had a bathroom in their house, maybe a personal barber who could... Um, well, it would be a little bit you. awkward if I started shaving my ass at my personal barber's house. <laughs> Do you think a personal barber would do it for you, though, with your Manscaped 4.0? Jesus Christ, well, look, I'm, I'm not that close to him, to be honest. So the best I could do is ask him if I could use his bathroom. Then he hears me turn the shower on, and then all of a sudden I'm calling out from the bathroom for a hand because I've lost my lawnmower 4.0 again. It's terrible. I'm confused. How did it get stuck up your ass? <laughs> I've just explained it. I don't need to go over it again. What are you, Dylan Edwards? No, I understand how gravity works, as does Dylan Edwards. <laughs> are you like, are you like, on, like lying on your shoulder blades? With no, your legs I'm, hand, in the air? I'm handstanding as everyone does when they're shaving their ass. That way, the water, everything just rinses down. Come on. Look at the- this is the weirdest fucking you, you're you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but look, I'm you know I'm 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 sure I'm sure Manscaped appreciate your new and varied uses of the of their of their wonderful fucking tools, uh, and you can get twenty percent off with free shipping uh, with the code Twill Nation all caps at manscaped.com. That is twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code Twill Nation at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough this past year, and quite frankly, the past five minutes we've been through enough listening to that shit. 
Uh, treat him with the best tools for the job from Manscaped. One of the scariest times of my life. And make sure you check out Glenn's website, Cirque de Anus. <laughs> Preview time, folks. One game to go. The big one. The big dance. I hear people love it when it's called the big dance. So let's say it's the big dance. 2021 NRL Grand Final. The Penrith Panthers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs Sunday evening and uh, at Suncorp Stadium. And, well, I guess they're Dallas. Sorry, it's, it's uh, 6.30 for them, 7.30 for the 7.30 daylight time, 6.30 for us uh, at Suncorp Is Stadium. Is it daylight saving already? Yeah, it ticks over in October as October oh, comes in. Um, so, yes, yeah, so let's not fucking be an hour late to the game. <laughs> <laughs> and provided provided that the bat-eating fucking truckers can stop fucking spreading the plague around our great state, forcing, you know, Queen Anna to lock us down, provided that doesn't happen, mm. we'll be there yes. at the game. So, uh and before the game as well, but we'll get into that later. Now, the Panthers' side. Tavita Pangai Jr. is out with a knee injury. Mm, Moses Leota comes loss. in, which is a good good swap. Uh, I've heard that there's some players that are kind of iffy, but I think it's a bit of gamesmanship, to be honest. Um, Dylan Edwards in a moon boot, apparently. I think that's fake, frankly. Um, but, yeah, a fairly settled lineup for the Panthers. The Rabbit side, uh, they're 1-21 to 21 even. And uh, Adam Reynolds does have some injury concerns. He wasn't 100% uh, through the game last week, but uh, I don't think there's any chance in hell that he won't be playing this game. Nah, he'll have all the fucking needles. And uh, Penrith with the favourable referee draw with Sutton again. And uh, Penrith Jr. Grant Atkins in the in the video referee box. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All bunker referees must be created in a lab so they have no team allegiance. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Nathan. I just wanted to, I just, I just wanted to say first, I just, this has got nothing to do, but this is relevant to you, stepdad. Mm. Comics, etc., has been listed as a close contact of the fucking bad eating truckers on um Tuesday. In the middle of the day. You didn't go in there in your lunch break to fucking grab some comic books, did you? No. Lucky. No, I didn't. Right. So, the game. Boys, what do you make of it? I think it's it, it seems to be a classic-ish lineup of a team that's on fire with their defense at the moment yep. versus a team that has numerous attacking weapons. Yep. Panthers uh, attack still... Hasn't really clicked. I mean, yeah. they had I was going to say, with all the raps on Penrith defence, there's every chance their attack clicks in this game for the first time in a handful of weeks, and oh. fucking they blow South off the park no matter what South yeah. doing. Yeah, and I think that's a, I think that's a very, a very possible, a very conceivable outcome yeah. uh, for sure. But um, you know, given the amount of opportunities they were given by the Storm as well, with their you know multiple mistakes and you know and, and lack of field position through you know the yeah. the, the poor handling. They had that one little trick shot that was a nice little trick shot. Other than that, the only really well constructed try they had was the you know the one out on the left there, um, or the only other one. Also the only yeah the only other try they scored. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, and um and, and 
you know, after numerous opportunities. I mean, they did have, new, again, like the Parramatta game, numerous opportunities, couldn't really convert them. Um, I don't think the Rabbitohs are, are as defensively stout as the Storm are. But I no, definitely, but I do, but I do think in this big game situation, I think they can definitely lift as per Parramatta did. Well, as per fucking game. South Sydney did the first week of the finals and the first yeah. week of the final, yeah, exactly, yeah. and um, also the first half of the like, the previous encounter too. Hmm. Because remember that game finished twenty five twelve, but I mean that was by virtue of a try, literally as a siren went over. So in the actual running of that game, it was really a nineteen twelve. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a thirteen yeah, point game, you know. So the, the the last couple of encounters have been very close. The rabbits know how to win against the panthers. The panthers know how to win against the rabbits. It's actually a a, a, a fairly well positioned grand final, to be honest, just on the basis of you know, the last sort of, you know, what, two months of the competition. Yeah, that's it. Um, I, I think this one comes down to a lot of it, and it was said a lot in the Melbourne game, that that Melbourne looked shook from the beginning mm. and South Sydney have that about them as well. And for the last couple of weeks, they've, they've been chugging along nicely, they've been controlling games, and they've gotten themselves in a position where they're not going to be head fucked. I'm not at all saying that that's that's outside of their control. They have earned that that um, space of being the dominant team in their matches. But it was that last time they played Penrith that they were mind fucked out of it, and Walker was making uncharacteristic mistakes, and, and Reynolds was really taken out of it, and they got into the emotional battle. I think that Penrith play that emotional battle better than most teams. And if they can drag you into it, they're going to beat you. Uh, whereas the first week of the finals, South gave no shits about Penrith. They didn't get involved in any of the niggle. They just went about their business. They let their defense do the talking for them. And and Penrith were sort of shown up as saying, well, no, 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 hang on. You actually have to play football here. So um, I think they've learned from that. And you know, they're, they're running on emotion, and they have been since the, the second week of the finals. They are going into this absolutely fucking drained. They have nothing left except this 80 minutes in them, and some of them don't even have that long. You know, there's, there's every opportunity for them here to, to put last year right, and I think that's their big advantage. However, in contrast, <clears throat> South Sydney have plenty of motivation in the form of things like sending Adam Reynolds out, you know, mm. an, an absolute fucking legend of the club. Yep. Um, you know, has, has probably had an extended career given the virtue that he's so injury prone and has only played 20% of each season. Um, <laughs> Four minutes of each game. He's, he's, not, he's not Welsh. He's, I'd never, never accuse him of being a Welsh. Um, <laughs> But you now, also for them, there's there's that individual motivation. You know, Cody Walker's going up against the guys here that that took his Origin jumpers. Yeah, you know, he he was the the next New South Wales six in in a lot of people's minds, and and one series took that away, and now he's not getting that jumper back. Yeah, you know, um, there's. There's so many little things here that, that South Sydney use for motivation. And in terms of being a leader of men, Wayne Bennett is, is second to none. 
Yeah, what so all he, those things, whatever those things are, Wayne Bennett is going to be the one who can harness those into a exactly cohesive. Everyone, yeah, he will yeah. have he will have the why. Yeah, for every one of those players individually, he'll know what that is, and he'll make sure that they know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one will come down to which team cracks first mentally. Uh, yep. My hope is that the last two weeks have shown that Pen- Penrith are fucking strong in the head. Mm. Um, I agree with you. I think if, I think Penrith are down. big out to have. I mean, there's, with only one player out from the two teams, mm. and uh, Tavita Pangai Junior. I'm not going to go so far as to say. I'm not going to go so far as to say it's like a revelation because we know what he can do, you know, and put him into a decent mm. side with a simple job, and yeah. he's he's been. He was the uh, he was the difference maker in the early exchanges in the yeah, game against the was. Melbourne Storm. He was, and it's not lost on me that he fucked himself in that try that Kickow let in, or not let in, but you know turned on the fucking yeah. kick coming straight at him. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that was the play that he yeah. fucked himself on, if I remember correctly. But um, look again, I hope that's a fucking wake up call because Kickow started to do some dumb shit Kickow stuff last yep. week. Um, the the pass he threw for the the tie try. There, there yeah. aren't too many guys in his position that can play that role and throw that last pass to their winger. Yeah, a fucking no look tip on, and it's shit like that that gets him the media love and gets him the the team of the year yeah. records. But um, it's the the drop balls and and the careless stuff. Yeah, that worries me. And remember um, last grand final, he had one of those games. He did, but his position in the team was also very different last year. If you remember last year, the joke was, well, Penrith go into each game 6-0 up because you just count one barge no, over short pass, Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And he, they really haven't gone to him a lot this year. Mm. Yeah. They've used him much more as a... The a, threat a, of him. That's it. And still, I, I don't know how they fucking need... Like, do they need Mick Fanning to come in and teach the cunt how to pop up off the ground quickly like he's on a surfboard? <laughs> <laughs> like, how the fuck do you get him to have quick play the balls? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Panthers fan as well, Mick Fanning, absolute fucking legend. But Panthers think- have everything they need to win this game. It's a cliche, but now it's up to them to go and execute. That's all I can say. I think most importantly for South, um, I feel like the key members of their spine um, in Cook, Walker and Reynolds, I think... Bennett will know that he's going to get their their A game, and I, I think he can, he can count on that. Um, I think fuck that was the line we forgot. What's that? Melbourne rebrand as the Melbourne McKinnons, McKinnons after having the most broken spine in the finals. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Fuck. It's too late now. Um, Let it go. Kalama Matangi and Jaden Sewer have. Really important roles in this game. Yeah. Um, I think, and I'm completely sold and I've become a fan of the way Isaiah Yo plays the game and how critical he is to, to what Penrith do. Yeah. And I think he's, and, and you've you've illustrated that to me and I've watched him more closely as a result week on week and, and I'm, I'm 100% sold. And mm. I think he's, he is so pivotal to what they do, um, what those guys do on the edges and, and Cam Murray as well, in reading and trying to 
nullify the creativity and the footwork that, that Yo brings, which Penrith plays so well off the back of. That's a massive job for those guys in a grand final. Um, and I, I think... I think Penrith mentally have been good these last last couple of weeks, um, as I've said, and, and they're due all that credit. This is a this is a massive mental hurdle for them, mm. and I think it has. And I've said it before. I think if they win this one, there's every chance they could win three or four of the next five because of the generational talent that they have and the fact that they've all played. You know, so many of these guys have played together since they were you know, 15 or whatever. Um, Cleary not going anywhere, obviously, um, keeping them together. There's a there's a real, un, quite a unique opportunity for, for a potential dynasty for Penrith. And, but if they, if they can't get this game, I, I think mentally that they become fucking St. George Illawarra early 90s and that's that's tough to come back from but I I think if it's a close game um, I probably lean towards South because I think mentally that's going to eat at Penrith but if Penrith can get some early ascendancy and and they can get their attack clicking into gear if they feel like they're on a wave they'll fucking run away with it and put a score on them that's that's my two cents Yep, I think we're all agreed that Penrith are going to win. Well, not the Penrith are going to win, the more that Penrith can't lose. Congratulations. Fucking shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Congratulations, mate. It's uh, Winning the Premiership's a, a great feeling. I'm giving you a virtual good. virtual hug, mate. Congratulations on your grand final victory. Exactly. No offload is going to be required on Sunday. None. Fucking Jesus. You'll, 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 offloading, you'll be offloading your seed. You and Chris Bailey and all those other wonderful Penrith fans will... Be frolicking and rejoicing and so many narratives joy. around this game, though, Glennie. Like we've got so many of our friends support the Panthers, and how fucking good when your friends succeed, you know, I love vicariously it. through their team that they support. I love it. I'm then happy. You've got, I'm happy. But for then you've got people that I then, like to. But then have you've got Wayne. Then you've got Wayne leaving the rabbits. Does he get one on the way out? Yeah. Um, you, you know, Benji log. When yeah, you know, Benji getting the you know one last one for the road, and also if Benji did did get this premiership. He would usurp um, Luke, Luke Lewis, Lewis. as a, you know, and we've been talking about that, like you know, over the last Which couple I can't of years. Let like, happen. yeah, I so like Luke Lewis had the Luke Lewis had the thirteen year gap from like you know two thousand three to two thousand sixteen. Oh, it's, it's just lucky that Penrith can't lose. Benji's Benji's will be yeah, Benji's will be sixteen if he can get it, um, and which will be pretty much fucking undefeatable, I think, in terms of. Oh, bookends for lengths of time of careers. Like pe- pe- no, people are good. Yeah, see, it's been with a good team though. Like that's the thing though, but. Careers will get longer and longer and longer. Yeah, but you've got to be at a good team at the very, very start yep. and a good team at the very, very end. Yep, that's and, it. Um, that's, that's the, and that's not a trick that everyone can pull off. No, not at all. Um, so it's, it's as much luck as, you know, and good fortune as it is, you know, longevity and, and skill, you know. Here's the thing, and it sounds funny the first you hear it, though. Luke Lewis is, is probably not rated properly. Do you listen to any of um, Bill Simmons' no. podcast? No. Um, he he does this thing where like he does these podcasts on on basketball players, and at the end of it, he says, you know, um, underrated, overrated, just or rated right, 
Yep. Mm. Uh, or, you know, too early, too late, or just right. Yep. And and you look at Luke Lewis, and I think Luke Lewis is underrated. Not the way we talk about Isaiah Yo being underrated. But but it's so easy to be flippant for us to just talk about that record. Yeah. Of how good you actually have to be for such a long period of time to play in a grand final winning team at, at such a young age, but then to still be in demand enough at the back end of your career that an up-and-coming up team will take you on. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that you're not just... Like uh, like James Tamau. Yeah. You know, Pen, Penrith bought him and it would have been great if he'd have won a grand final with them. But but no one's picking up Tamau now as the missing piece, you know. No, no. We're just like the like the Sharks did with Lewis. So yeah, absolutely fucking phenomenal. The Tigers Lewis. got him and he was just missing. Yeah, it's the Tigers. It's <laughs> fun, funny thing. Uh, when like was, was last night just on, on the subject of fucking Adam Reynolds? Last night, I can't remember what I was watching. I may have even been YouTube, and the the ad at the start comes on, and it's fucking Snoop Dogg in the menu log, yeah. and then the first and it's a rugby league thing, but in the first fucking player on the ad, Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds, you owe me money, motherfucker. Well, more specifically, you owe my wife money for, for making that connection with advertisers. Oh, that's great. So they literally make you the face of menu log, man. But uh, I just started pissing myself laughing. And, you know, she's not, she's not uh, much of a rugby league fan. So I had to sort of explain why it was so hilarious. And uh, she was like, well, he owes me money. So, yeah, fucking does. Um, <clears throat> and also, the other, the, the other hidden the- narrative as well, sorry, just um, is that Wayne Bennett, if he wins this premiership, hashtag fuck the Broncos as well. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, yeah. you know the salt. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I stepped out and interrupted. No, I was, I was just going to point out I'd, I've actually missed this part of it. Whereas if if I get if I feel this right, it's at about this time in the old shows where the fucking joint delirium from like late nights <laughs> and, and like bulk caffeine <laughs> would kick in and she just goes off the fucking run. Yeah, <laughs> like these guys think stuff's been loose up till now. <laughs> I'm every chance of having a moment where I'm fall asleep whilst talking, but don't actually stop talking, but do continue to sleep. I think we've done shows longer than that this year, to be honest. I mean, as we come up to the end, but we do have some mailbag to go. So final word on the grand final. One sentence, plenty go. 13 plus. I like to see good people happy. So... I hope that the Panthers win. You're going to need to explain that further because I mean, <laughs> that could go either way. I hope that the Panthers win because somewhere in there, there's some good people that'll that be happy our, if they win. That is what people Thank call you. Stockholm I, Syndrome. I, I feel like I have a I personal supporter. I didn't mention your name. <laughs> well, you, I know you're not talking about some of the other Panthers supporters that we know either. <laughs> So who are you talking about then? You're talking about literally Nathan Cleary <laughs> or Penrith players themselves. Did Jax get that Panthers jersey I sent you? <laughs> Fuck. It's Panthers can't dead. lose, as I said. Cannot lose. They're going to win 13 plus. It's going to be over by half time. This party's going to start early. Make sure you got a designated driver this time, boys.
open up the mailbag and uh, what do we got here? The first one, I'll, just, I'll skip through the ones that are just uh, people specking out on the timeline. Uh, <laughs> Michael uh, says, uh, surely the Dally M team of the year would destroy any other team in any other era. Does anyone else think this remote is too stoned? Yeah, it's a good team. It's good. It's a good team. I mean, yeah, and maybe that's one way you honour them. Actually, throw them together and with the Dalian coach of the year. And uh, who do they play? I don't fucking anyone. know. Anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Just to assert their dominance. Yeah. Uh, ben, did Nate go off the rails or something? <laughs> I didn't. I'll tell you what happened though. I made the most innocuous comment on our Facebook group on Friday night as I was on the way home in the taxi. And I just, was, I, I made, I fucked up. I made the rookie mistake and I used the word cunt in my comment. Wasn't derogatory. It was straight up bog standard Australian use of the term. I could have used mate or fellas or anything like that, but I, I put cunt in there. And anyway, I, I bought myself a three-day ban from Facebook in general and a further four days after that for a total of seven ban from Facebook groups, So, which is why I haven't been in the group since Friday night and I won't be until Saturday. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you, and then I did the appeal and then the appeal came back and said, no, we still think that you've uh, you know, contravened our standards and blah, 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 bullying, harassment, etc." So then it said other admins can can do this as well. And so so I said, step that, have a go. And then he, and he, he appealed it and they came back and they said, no, it's still a... Uh, Still against our rules for bullying and harassment, and um, so then I know you didn't ask me to have a go because I would have been well, just you know I'd, obviously once an you've advocate done, for your bullying and harassment. Yeah, yeah well, once it's once it's happened twice, it's um then then, then you have to go to this is the first time I've come across this where you can choose to either serve, serve out your sentence in silence or you can uh, make yourself a martyr for the people and go to something they call the fucking what is it like the oversight board or something. Yeah. And they don't, and they don't actually look at all of these appeals. They only look at like sort of five percent of them or ten percent of them. But you state your case, and so I stated my case. There's certain questions you need to answer, and basically, if I win that case, you can consider me the the Malcolm X or the Nelson Mandela of <laughs> USA corporations understanding the cultural use of the word "cunt" by Australians, because. <laughs> I absolutely fucking gave it to them and um and, and stated my case extremely well, if I do say so myself. Did you call them all cunts? I didn't, but I gave them a very in-depth lesson of the use of the word with with numerous sources and 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 uh, references and uh, yeah. I eat my breakfast three hundred yards away from five thousand cunts that want to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it, it, it and it was basically the, the 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 topic of my thesis was essentially that um, American you know companies cannot algorithmically insta ban people in Australia and the United Kingdom for using the word "cunt" because the connotations and usage of the word is far different to yeah. what they would, what they would consider culturally normal in the United States. Anyway, so that's that that, that explains it, Ben. Um, James says, Hastings Watch. Well, this is one for Glennie. Hastings Watch. Had the chance to uh, end Robert Louis' career, but got blasted out week one of the finals. Got nilled again. Made Luke Brooks look like a prime Josh McCrone. Does this count as a Tigers loss? P.S. Gildart was also shit. 
really taken... I've taken a shining to James, but he just continues to make a real cunt of himself with these fucking notes. He also he just also remember earlier bit, in the season, mate. earlier in the season he also had to assign himself an NRL side, being a, a, a UK based listener, yeah. and he chose the Tigers when they were shit. Yes, why are you shitting on them? He's not shitting on them. That's just, that's just honest. Yeah, just don't do it. Don't send, like don't say that you've been watching Hastings and he was ordinary. Don't, you would rather say you would rather say you've been watching Hastings and it looks like he's going to be the next seven for the Broncos. Is that what you'd, you'd rather him say? <laughs> I'd rather no. him say oh, I haven't watched any English Super League. Let's see how he goes when he pulls the Tigers jersey on, and then yeah. we can all be fucking appalled together. John Hard says Jeez. Grand Final meetup venue. Okay, so with the the Grand Final this year, we're going to base ourselves same as always. What downstairs you reckon? Downstairs at Fritzenberger. Downstairs at Fritzenberger, if you came up for Magic Weekend uh, or came out for Magic Weekend because there's no one from down up for the grand final. But uh, if you're in there um, in, in, the, in the Caxton Precinct for Magic Weekend, same place as we were there. Uh, at the moment, it's just it's so fucking knife edge in terms of what's going to happen because we have to have had some cases pop up uh, around the Goldie and, the, and some locations yeah. around Brisbane. So I don't think that uh, they're going to lock us down before the grand final, but... They do have a hold on that on the stadium up in North Queensland as well. So, if if too many cases pop up over the next two days, then it wouldn't fucking surprise me either. But that's if if we don't get locked down and everything's going ahead with fans in Brisbane, you will find us there. And I just want to put it out there for any listeners: uh, head to Fritzenberger, the downstairs part that's accessible from uh, Caxton Street itself, not the corner there. And um, if you, you'll find listeners there we'll use that as our base of operations for grand final day and uh you know by all means people rock in glenny when are you coming down the mountain um i will be coming from the coast sunday morning mm-hmm. some point, probably depending on what time you guys are going to hit hit the fritz yeah I'll, I'll aim i'll aim to get there when you do so just let me know when you're going to be there and i'll okay is lunch time too early i don't i don't think so yeah. not necessarily I was, I was Jesus, thinking who the fuck are you Reese Walsh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Glenn's bringing bags at lunchtime. Um, can you hear I'll, can you hear I'll the rain out through my mic here no it's fucking pissing down anyway okay yeah, that's only where you are not where we are you that's, do you do really this you thing live like two and a half hours away from us Glenny at this point <laughs> tell you what so yeah, Fritzenberger downstairs from lunchtime. We're Fucking going to the game, um, but if you if you want to come in, we'll Hang certainly on. be there until what you know, Mate, like five thirty or something. That? I think a car just pulled over there. there in Seattle. Did that come through your microphone? <laughs> 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 Toto says, uh, "Don't you bat eating Southerners ruin Grand Final weekend for the rest of us?" Indeed, bat eating truckies. Um, yeah, far be it from a fucking person of a different ethnic background to come to Queensland and confuse Todd's children. <clears throat> Ryan says, Hello, lads. If another Tiger Town type of show was being made, which team would you nominate to star in it? Um, well, while you guys think about it, I, I honestly don't care because as with Hard Knocks in the NFL and as with Tiger Town, how entertaining it was, I will watch behind-the-scenes shit for any of the sides in the competition, bar none. I, it doesn't matter to me. Well? Yep, for yeah, sure. Okay. 
you, you, I mean, you, you think the... you think of it now on face value, and you and you're like, going, what the, you know, how how entertaining could that be? But that's, I mean, I thought the same thing about the Tigers one. You just, you know, the characters are brought out by a skilled production side, yeah. you know, and, and everything <laughs> crew. So, I'd, so yeah, I probably, I probably wouldn't watch one about Melbourne. I don't think I could deal with fucking eight episodes of the supporting cast being like, well, you know, we just, we really don't think that um, we're in a position to really uh, inflict our, our views on things um, outside the arena of protest. So um, just, you know, you want to focus on sport. We're just more concerned that uh, vaccines don't work and that all of our tradespeople should have tea rooms. Um, so they can eat their potato cakes in piss. Um, I, I would neck myself. Why are they eating their potato cakes in piss? <laughs> you did. It's just—is that what they do in Melbourne? Piss. Oh, the accent yeah, gets me every it. time. Yes. It's a Melbourne accent, man. Uh, do you have a team that you would like most other than the Tigers? Or are you happy with the Tigers, Glenny? I would actually, if if it gave you an insight into the. The academy. I'd like. I wouldn't mind seeing Penrith and and seeing you know some of the behind the scenes pathway and development sort of stuff. Um, it's on the Panthers website, Matt. And I don't. I don't mean to be facetious about that, but there is a truckload of footage about the junior academy and what it does on on the Panthers website. Yeah, right. There you go. There's your watch. There's, there's your viewing, Glenny. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But Tim says, uh, "Can you add a prize to the Twillies for the dumbest question asked by a journalist? I'd like to nominate Kenty for asking Cody Walker which is more important to win the Dally M or the Grand Final." Oh fuck! Yeah, I think you probably nominate Kenty for a number of questions. That's just honest. a legit. I don't know if it's laziness or you've just had just a rough to, day and oh fuck, I've got to come up with something. I'll just chop yeah. this out and. That's like I want to hear my voice, my question asked. <laughs> yeah, that's know? it. Yeah. To try and get some sort of you know, sp- you know spawn some sort of you know, talking point about you know him saying you know, how much it means to him to win the you know whichever one he says, um, which presumably you think was his grand final, right? Um, Joshua says, uh, "What sort of voodoo doctor slash faith healer works at the Panthers? Never have I seen anyone recover from a life threatening ankle injury quicker than Mitch Kenny." <laughs> well, I mean, he he, he kind of he didn't, did he? No, he didn't. He's, he's still out, right? He's still I out. I saw that one. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to be back. I mean, where's the fucking recovery? <laughs> I mean, he went off the field at the time and he's not, and he's not come back since. Has not returned yet and won't for the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. Let's go another one. Um, Stuart says, I've got to admit, I don't really know this Chris Lewis guy. The cynic in me thinks he's only at the Coke table so that the Storm can act tough and sack someone who's not a gun footballer. Watch this space. Mm, no, I was getting sacked. So. No, I was getting sacked. Yeah. What did they do when the the Kiwi boys were done with it? Were they on there? Was Proctor on the way out anyway? Yeah. He was gone, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe he'd already signed with the Titans. And it was, yeah. you know, was it one of the Bromwich. Jesse Bromwich. Jesse Bromwich, yeah. who has gone on to a, you know, storied career, rest yeah. of his career. Yeah. With, with and that was under the first. Uh, that was under the first strike being a, you know, a warning. Mm. That's it. So. Um, so yeah. Um, where are we? We've uh, addressed the NLP, uh, the, the uh, RLPA stuff. Um, <laughs> Matthew says hair follicle drug tests. Just a sneaky way for the NRL to banish those stupid fucking hairstyles we've seen this year. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
I like it. And um, Stuart, again, he said, I've just worked out that Joseph Suwali was born six days after Benji made his first grade debut. Fuck. Great. Wow. We're all old. <laughs> Thanks, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that is full time for episode 437. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, to find our various social media communities, Patreon, and more, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. If you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, tell a friend, get into the uh, Twill Nation Facebook group. And uh, of course, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Come and join the fun, additional episodes, and more. And uh, I had something else that I wanted to add, and I've just fucking forgot about it. Oh, yeah, Twillies are coming. So I think what's going to happen is in, in terms of the short listing, we're going to take that to the Patreon crowd and uh, the Twillies will be up for voting presumably around the, like immediately after the grand final, I'd say. And, uh, you know, next week we'll, you know, we'll do our thing. We'll have our grand final recap, etc., And then we'll have the, uh, the Twillies to round out Fantastic. the season. Fantastic. Can't wait. After that. Um, finally, the last thing is uh, the tipping. I thought it was done and dusted last week. We had a one-point winner, but no, he's absolutely shit the bed with zero from two over the weekend. So now we have no less than six contestants tied on the same amount of points for and against will probably decide the uh, tipping comp this year. Barrett's Belmore is on top now, tied with Wayne J.S., Sumbach, Ben Diggity, M. Jonesy, and Mitch Rich. Uh, all on 156. Uh, then one point back, we have Drewy's Drop Kicks, Mr. Bojangles, Hayden Mowry Boy, and Chev Mate. And I think that uh, looking at the for and against, somehow if Drew's Drop Kicks was the only person in the top seven to get the game right on the weekend, he could maybe jag it on for and Ooh. against. Otherwise, it's going to come from that top six, and I think it's going to come from the top two, to be honest. Barrett's Belmore and Wayne G- J.S., Closest tipping competition we've ever had in the history of the show. So uh, yeah. it's great to see. Get into it. Now, that's it, fellas. You have any final words you'd like to uh, to get out there before the grand final? Not at all. I hope it's a cracking start. game. I hope it is too. I'd like to be a... Yeah. I want to see some points scored. Yeah, each side scoring between, say, 10 and 20 points. I mean, I like these defenders. One score 10 and one score 20. Well, yeah, both sides to score between <laughs> between ten and twenty, rather than like rather than like an eight six sort of. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. like these defensive battles. I like these defensive battles, um, particularly when you're watching them on television. Mm. But when you're in the when you're actually there, yeah, I want to see some tries. I want to feel the heats from the fucking pyro. We have got some sweet seats. How good in the panther in the Panthers uh, area. Can't wait. And, I uh, would behind, like right, a directly situation. behind the sticks. So hopefully, Panthers, Panthers, or South score one right underneath the sticks, and we can get our fucking scarves out. And <laughs> when, they, when, when they're looking down the barrel, straight behind <laughs> behind uh, menu log or fucking uh, Cleary kicking the goal. I would like a situation <laughs> where, and this may sound familiar to you, Nathan, but uh, where a mate, of mine's, a mate of mine's team <laughs> is. Uh, the game is looks like it's in their keeping, and I'm just, I'm just there going. They got it, you got it, mate. It's all good, and you're not exactly confident about it. And I'm just injecting that confidence. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get elbowed in the face. Yeah, and the funny, and, my, and, and my friend and is also, going to be in a bit of a state. 
And yeah, and I remember well, well what you fucking shut up, cunt, is what you said. <laughs> no, no, because no, because you because that's you texted me that in 2013. No, what no, I'm talking in, what, 2011. Yeah, what you did in yeah, 2011 was when the Warriors started doing their thing, chucking it around, and like Manly kind of had it, but um, but the Warriors started to, to come back with some momentum, and and you were going, here they come. No, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, I remember it, mate. No, you, I you remember got, being very supportive and confident. No, no, you weren't. You got you got. Here they come. This is this is what this is what they do because this is what the Warriors have done in that series as well. You know what I mean? Like chucking it around and upsetting teams, and then and then uh, man, Manly scored again to put it out of all doubt. And it was and uh, your fucking voodoo, black magic, evil, fucking darkness bullshit came to naught. But uh, yeah, look, I just want a great game. To last for great a great game and a great afternoon at the footy with the boys. Yes, and I'll tell you, shout out to Tonksy. One of our uh, one of our listeners and uh, and and members, he uh, sent us an email today uh, or yesterday saying that uh, with a, a photograph of where his tickets are, and he's essentially got the the best seats in the house. He's got a friend that works at uh, in event management or something at at Suncorp. Wow! And so he so his punters clubs seats are like the best seats in the house, most expensive seats in the house. And they've got like some sort of cocktail party situation from like one PM until they pass out. Where it's, <laughs> so, uh, congratulations, sir. Very jealous of your uh, of of your excellent uh, setup. And we will see you though downstairs at Fritz sometime in that afternoon before you start availing yourself of all that free food and piss. Uh, anything else, fellas? That's it. Yeah, Panthers going to win. Panthers can't, can't lose. Cannot can't lose. Wait. Cannot lose. May, lose, may never lose another game for the next five years, Penrith. That's how good they are. I'll tell you exactly. what, you if I'm to take one person's opinion on losing, I feel honoured it's yours. <laughs> Look, <laughs> can't say it's not informed. See you next week. <laughs> See you later. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.